HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Zapotitlan de Vidio is a community of some 6,000 people in south-central Jalisco. There is a long and strong history in this community of traditional agriculture, what's now being called regenerative farming. But that history is at risk of disappearing. Sacred is supporting the build of a 4,000-square-foot public library in this community. The focus of the library will be regenerative farming, with a large portion of the collection being selected by local vinateros, Sacred is both humbled and proud to be able to help support the future of regenerative agriculture in Zapotitlan de Vaidio, and it's all made possible by a grant from 818 Tequila. To learn more about this library and the other projects 818 Tequila is funding, please visit us at sacred.mx. That's sacred.mx. The earth is home to all of us, and we're honored to have been selected by 818 Tequila as their partner in making it a more welcoming home. I am Lou Bank. I am Chava Perivan. And I'm Ryan Acock, the Cocktail MD. And this is Agave Road Trip, the award-winning podcast that helps Gringo bartenders better understand agave, agave spirits, and rural Mexico. And today, because we have our special guest on, Chava, yes. today I want to talk about, there's this whole movement in tequila especially, but really in uh, mezcal and other agave spirits as well, uh, about... And alcohol in general, I think. Food in general. Yeah. Maybe Food I don't know, in general. but but certainly in tequila, um, regarding additives, there's this whole program that the folks at uh, Tequila Matchmaker, really cool website where you can look up um, how your tequila is made. There's this thing they've been doing um, where they will certify producers of tequila as mm. additive free. There are no additives in this tequila, and it strikes me that it's sort of become a moral issue for people like, oh, that's cheating. You can't add that flavoring, um, which, you know, okay, whatever. I get that that's not uh, tradition, but I'm far more curious about are additives a health issue? You mean, and I think the closest that I can think of this discussion is right now the whole natural wine context where, when, where sulfur has become the absolute enemy. Sulfites? Well, sulfur actually, like, I can't do the sulfur. The sulfur messes me up. Really? Sulfite? Like, yeah. so you, you see, so 
and uh, and, and that is a very controversial context uh, thing. Like that is a very controversial. I would thing never that... take a controversial stand on anything, Chavi. You know I that. Know, you are a bootlicker. Is that how people describe? Yes, you? a bootlicker. That is correct. I am not <laughs> a bootlegger. <laughs> I'm a bootlicker. Correct. So uh, so okay, like. I I have to claim before this conversation starts. I know absolutely nothing about this. So Ryan, I, you're I, gonna be... I should have I should have started the entire our entire podcast series with that disclaimer for everything. <laughs> right. So, anyway. so Ryan, let, let's let's toss this over to you. There, like, there are, as I understand it, four basic additives that are allowed in tequila. I don't know what the world looks like outside of that. Right. But the four basic additives, right, are going to be, hang on, let me pull it up here, uh, like some kind of sugar-based syrup. Okay. Glycerin. Glycerin. We'll, we'll take one at a time after I read them all, okay? Then we'll then you can dive in, Ryan. You're a little <laughs> anxious here. And oak extract and caramel coloring. So let's start with that first one. Sugar-based syrup. What Are there any health implications to drinking a sugar-based syrup? Yeah, so my understanding is that a lot of different types of sweeteners can be used, and it can include things like agave, sure, fine, it's tequila, corn syrup, cane sugar, and then the what I call the fake sugars like aspartame and Splenda. When, so you, all, when you say fake sugars, why, why yeah. are they fake? Yeah, so there's something called natural sugars, and there's something called non-nutritive or artificial sugars. And, and so I, the easier name is, this is not something that you would naturally find, and aspartame does not naturally occur in the fruits and vegetables that you eat. So that is not a, a real sugar or a natural sugar. It's an artificial okay. sweetener. Okay. So, okay, so what's the effect of that? Is that going to mess you up? But I guess, you know, God, I'm, as, even as I'm saying this, I realize I must be consuming. You consume that all the time. You consume all well, the time. Well, that's my point. Is that, do they have, is, are there artificial sugars? Are there sugar-based syrups in Monster, Ryan? So I don't know about Monster in particular, but one of the big things here in the United States is high fructose corn syrup. That's the, that's the big sweetener here. That's the enemy here, as opposed to using a natural cane sugar yeah. source. And so... Uh, yeah, and but that you're talking about Monster Energy Drink. That's going to have a lot of added sugar as opposed to just a little bit that's allowed by law for tequila in Mexico. So is it a so is it a danger in either the Monster or the tequila? I think I think the limit is like one percent of uh, of tequila can be these different additives. A maximum of one percent. So at that level, I guarantee that my monster has a lot more than one percent, just of the and, sugar. And, and, and wait, wait, but something else that Ryan mentioned that I, that I find really interesting is that that sugar or that um, yeah, that sugar that you're adding that can be agave based too. That can be agave syrup, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah, why well, why does that? Well, why does that interest you? Do you think that's healthier then than the well, other sugars? Well, no, that that it, that it is within the same uh, context, like it's within the same language. Like, uh, I'm, I'm, I don't want to get myself into a lot of trouble here, so I'm going to stop there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is it well? So okay, so the, is there potential damage that you're doing to your health by consuming this bit of? Let's skip monster because that's I'm thinking a different story. But within the tequila, having that much. Um, sugar-based syrup in it. Yeah, so let's, let's talk about aspartame, for example. That's a, that's a good example. 
There was a study done on 10 men that took part in a randomized control trial, and they over they got four different assignments. So they had to drink aspartame, they had to drink stevia, they had to drink sucrose, which is regular sugar, and then they had monk fruit as sweetened hmm. beverages. So those four hmm. things. And then they had like, like their, monk, monk fruit being actual monk fruit. So that of the th- yep. of the four things you just mentioned, I, I think that's the only natural one. Well, and sucrose is natural sucrose. as well. Oh, sorry, that's, and sucrose, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. These 10 men would drink these four beverages at different points and would have their blood sugar measured over 24 hours. And what the researchers were trying to prove is, is there some kind of problem with taking natural versus artificial sweeteners that affects your blood sugar? And no difference for for all four of them, for all for the 10 men, no difference in how the blood sugar responded over 24 hours. All right. So that leads us to the second study. So then in this one, researchers gave aspartame to non-insulin dependent diabetics to see Hmm. what would happen to what's called their glycemic control. So what would happen to their blood sugar following taking aspartame? Well, it had, had no effect. Okay. So then what if we gave it to, hang on a second. So are you saying that aspartame, let let him finish. The next one is going to be the most extreme one. I know where this is going. Wait a second, Lou. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Finish off Ryan. You, you think it's the most extreme one, Chava? Not, not no, really. The so, next one is going to be the most extreme one. Okay, so not really. So the the one oh. I just talked about was non-insulin dependent <laughs> diabetics. Well, if you gave it to, to diabetics who required insulin, again, aspartame has no effect on on having better blood sugar control. So whether you have an artificial sweetener or whether you have a natural sweetener, the you have the same effect on your blood sugar. All right, so that's that's no help. Oh, for diabetics. That, and that even includes agave syrup? Because you always hear that, well, uh, oh, that's better for diabetics as a sweetener. Yeah, so that is one of the thoughts initially was there's something called a glycemic index, which is after you eat something, your blood sugar is going to rise and then eventually fall. And something like white bread would, for example, have a glycemic index that's that's higher than wheat bread. So agave nectar has a lower glycemic index than sugar. And so the thought was initially, well, why not start sweetening our beverages and our food with agave nectar because this lower glycemic index, so we won't have so many spikes in in our Mm. blood sugar. And it turns out that's not really true. Agave (laughs) nectar still has lots of carbs in it, and you're still going to (laughs) have effects of raising your blood sugar just like you would with any other kind of sweetener. So agave nectar, not better for diabetics or non-diabetics, but no real difference. Okay. Wait, now I got lost. So is that is that is that, is that it for the 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 sugar? Yeah, that's it's basically you're probably you're consuming more sugar when you're having a coffee and putting two spoons of sugar than what you're drinking tequila that has added sugar into it. Right. And so even yeah, you should talk about the the 1% cap that you can have of sugar yeah. added to your tequila. Now, consider a margarita, which is going to have tons <laughs> of added sugar to it. Right. Right. So I guess it, it, a margarita is an additive. Yeah. So yeah. so I think uh, that's safe. Okay, so let's move on to number 2. Glycerin, as in nitroglycerin. That's if you want to make your tequila explosive, that's what you use. Is that right, Ryan? Uh, not not quite. So no. Whenever you ferment and distill any kind of liquor, you're going to get glycerin. And you and so ma- some manufacturers will add glycerin to their product, so you get what they call it a more rounded mouthfeel. And so you'll see this in vodka, for example. If you take an additive-free vodka, pour a little in your hand, and just rub your, the palms of your hand together, and it evaporates and you don't feel anything, that is an additive-free vodka. As opposed to if your hands feel sticky afterwards, that's mm-hmm. one that's had glycerin added to it. 
Mm. So you can do the same thing with tequila. You can heat it up on a stove and boil off all the alcohol. And if you have a sticky residual left over, that's added glycerin. That That's not the same thing as nitroglycerin. Oh, that's really... That's, that's interesting. So, like, and and it's cool that uh, the tequila matchmaker is doing this additive free thing. But if you want to double check for yourself, that's just a simple way to check for this one thing. But yes, but maybe maybe in agave spirits it might be bizarre because you have so many congeners and maybe like like a very artisanal spirit might have a lot of sugars and have naturally occurring glycerin maybe. And maybe if you do this experiment, you might get a sticky mess that is just part of the process. Is that even possible, Ryan? Gosh, you'd have to have, that'd be some kind of fermentation process for all that, and, and distillation process for all that glycerin to make it into your bottle. And to the point that when you boil off the ethanol, you now got a sticky residual left to it. Uh, you, you, so I guess it's possible. But I'm going to do that. I'm going to get home and you're going to do that. Oh yeah, no, no. We're gonna do this like so. Chava, at the end of this episode, we're gonna actually have a, a like an addendum where where we're doing that. Either you or I, or maybe both of us, are gonna boil down some of the agave spirits we have and see what happens. Yeah, yeah. So okay, so hang on at the end, and we'll have a little glycerin follow up. Okay, so glycerin then. So so yeah. what's so what is the potential damage done to the human body by glycerin? Yeah, so not really, because we have glycerin in a lot of the stuff we come into contact with every day. So toothpaste would be an example. Glycerin acts as a sweetener in toothpaste because bacteria cannot feed off of it. So that's why the residual toothpaste on your mouth, even though it's got some sweetness to it, is not going to get reinfected with lots of bacteria. Mm. So glycerin is used in toothpaste. It's used in cake icing. It's been used in wound care. It Glycerin can be used if you get low blood sugar. You can take glycerin does, and, and use does it. Does all of this mean that if you get a cut, Ryan, that you can put icing on it? Like you can put cake icing on it and that'll help you? In theory, you could, not for the reason you think of of having glycerin, but because of the high sugar content, bacteria can't grow very well on cake icing. Really? Yeah. Lou, this is Lou, an agave stop, road trip. Stop, like, stop ins- what? Stop <laughs> no, stop what? it. No, this is important. You know, when I think about our agave road trips, when we're off in the middle of nowhere, Chava, and something happens and maybe you cut your hand open because I've handed you yeah, the yeah, knife yeah. the wrong way, like, we need to have icing with us from now on. Well, in that case, you're probably going to want honey. So, honey has been used for in burn victims because it's got such high sugar content that bacteria cannot grow on honey. And so honey has been studied on burn victims and used in wound dressings. Wow. Okay, so that is we are totally down the wrong path. Anyway, so glycerin, you're saying no damage could be done by glycerin to a human being if it's in their tequila. Yeah, I can't imagine. And in higher doses, glycerin can be used as a laxative, but you're you're talking well beyond the one percent mark that's being used in your yeah. your tequila. And, you're probably getting more glycerin in your in your cake yep. and in your toothpaste. And I don't give and, a crap anyway. Okay, so then the the next <laughs> eh, you see what I did there? So then the next oh, additive would be oak extract. Oak extract. So how bad is oak extract for you? Yeah, so oak extract is is a one way to cheat and make a product look older than it actually is. Uh Java, is this something that you see a lot when you're tasting beverages down in Mexico? Well, uh, what has happened, and this is just my understanding, you know, I, I, I'm i only 32, so I don't have the budget to buy a lot of brown spirits. You know, it's going to happen later on in life. But uh, my understanding is that in some t- in some some consumers sometimes, like, they get annoyed that their spirit, their reposado, their añejos are not brown enough. And they're <laughs> somehow gauging the quality of the 
of the spirit about how brown it has to be. So in order to make it look older, they will add this oak extract. This is the stories that I've heard. Uh, I've, I have not, I don't know enough about brown spirits in order to get annoyed about something like that. Yeah. So, so it's, it, it, it sounds to me like it's kind of like the artificial tan of the spirits world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and fortunately, I don't need one of those, right? Uh, but <laughs> I don't know. You're a little guero. Yeah, yeah, for you. No, okay, okay, whatever. So, oak extract, as far as I know, has never been shown to cause an actual problem. In fact, you can buy oak extract as a supplement. It's called Robovit, and it's it's supposed to be a French oak extract that has been studied in, in quite a few things, from everything from chronic fatigue to swelling in the legs from lymphedema. To wait, 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 wait. It causes with, these things or it helps these? No, no, it, no, it helps those things. Seriously? Yeah. Wait, so, yeah. I, I, okay, hang on. Like, wait, I, wait, like, wait, I want to make sure I'm really understanding what you're saying. You're saying, yeah. like, uh, we went into this to ask you, could these things yeah. cause damage? And you're telling us in this one case, there's some actual scientific evidence that it can be, it can be helpful? Right. But what I'm talking about is, is an extract that you're taking as a supplement which is probably, again, going to be a lot more than what a manufacturer is going to put in. Depending on how much tequila to, you drink. <laughs> I, I imagine the... the uh, so one of the studies for Robovit looked specifically at liver recovery following an alcohol-related injury and saw that it potentially could help your liver recover faster following an injury from alcohol. So in, in theory, I guess you're, you're right. But you'd you have to drink a lot. Robovit yeah, so you'd have to first hurt your your liver yeah. by drinking a whole yeah, bunch yeah. of tequila and yeah. then recover from it by having Robovit in it as a as a French oak extract. So oh, so it's both the poison and the cure. <laughs> that that is one way to look at it. Not not but, an accurate way, but it's one way. Right. Right. Coming off of our hangover episode from last month that we recorded where we we're talking about adding different things in that yep. you both get you drunk yep. and and treated at the same time. So oak extract is gonna be part of that cocktail we were discussing. <laughs> oh, that is so we're gonna put oak extract in there. That's right. That and, and maybe some glycerin. Love it. To see if that helps. Okay, so 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 far, uh we're at three out of four and we're not seeing any Anything other, uh, any any damage, healthful damages from these additives, correct? Yeah, so sugar is never never going to be good for you, but the amount of sugar that's probably being added to tequila is going to be so minimal, it's probably not going to be an issue. Okay, mm -hmm. so then let's get to that fourth, uh, that fourth, fourth horseman of the apocalypse, <laughs> caramel coloring. Ooh. Yeah, so this is... Something that happens quite a bit in the rum industry and it happens somewhat in the scotch industry to try to have a consistent color. Uh -huh. And Tom, you're talking about having your brown spirit be dark enough so that it, it looks good and that way consumers gonna, are going to want it. So here in the United States, we don't make a distinction between different classes of caramel coloring. Now, the, the European Union sure does. The, Europe, the EU is very strict on here are the different classes of caramel coloring. And this is where you might run into a problem. So. Caramel coloring can be made with a certain product, uh, with a certain compound, and I'm going to butcher the name of it, but it's 4-methyl-laminazole, <laughs> and that, that is a carcinogen. It's oh. a known carcinogen. Oh. It can cause seizures, and if you look at the state of California's Proposition 65, it has it listed as a known carcinogen. Oh, So that 4-methyl-lazimidol, uh, that product that comes from caramel coloring has been found in things like Pepsi and other colas. Ooh. And so 
Pepsi several years ago was forced to reformulate its products so that it could sell in California and not be listed as a known carcinogen. So when you say it reformulated, it used a different kind of caramel coloring? Decreasing the amount of that 4-methyl. Decrease it. So it's it's the same thing, just less of it. Right. And so that product will still be found in other colas like Coca-Cola, but at such a lower amount that it can be sold in California. So... I found one interesting study where the researchers took a bunch of different soft drinks and ran it through gas chromatography so they can tell exactly how much of this 4-methyl-lithimazole is in there. And what they found is that Goya Malta is the worst offender by far. Which one? Has Goya Malta as, oh. as a beverage is the worst offender by far. Welcome to Mexico. Goya Malta. Yes. I don't know what that is. It's what a is Mexican the- drink. Goya Malta. What? The brand, the brand Goya, and it's their Malta beverage. I've never heard about this, but sure, I believe you guys. You're, I'll you're, take you down you're... to Mexico sometime. I'll, I'll, I'll share some with you. <laughs> uh, sure, sure, sure. Wow. Okay. So, so there is that one possibility of that one of the four additives actually could be dangerous. Yes. Yes, potentially. Now, again, you're the with the one percent cap that's being added to tequila. It's probably going to fall below the threshold of of going to be a carcinogen for human consumers. But Mm. yes, that is a potential risk is if you've got a lot of caramel coloring, you could go over the threshold and now you've got a carcinogen. Wow. So we have an offender uh, or a potential offender. But do you think the healthful (laughs) benefits of the oak extract counterbalance? (laughs) No, probably not. Doc? Probably not, because I couldn't find anything that talked about oak extract being used in cancer. Yeah, it's <laughs> okay, so, I mean, I think this is fascinating because it seems like, I, I think all of us, when we think about the word additive in something we eat or drink, we think about horrible things happening to us, right? Or I don't know, like I just have a immediate negative response to that. And it seems like these are slightly, you know, like I don't want to use the word innocent, but at least uh, negligible in uh, when compared to other things that we consume in our everyday diets. Yeah, I imagine just just about everything you purchase from a store is going to have some kind of additive to M&Ms. it. Either like I think M and M's can be a wor- bit worse offender than uh, raw than spinach. Raw spinach, that kind of stuff. <laughs> Okay. Well, you know, I I think I think that I think that covers it. I think that's a wrap for the episode. I love that in the end it's really like one thing might be harmful and everybody kind of freaks out and calls the additives, you know, is like views them as the devil. And in fact, you know, it may not be what you like, but it's not something except for that one that might cause cancer going to kill you. <laughs> there you go. I think that's a wrap. I think that's a great conclusion, señorito Lu. And I don't know. Anything else anybody else wants to add? No, thank you, guys. Hey, cool. thanks for joining us, Doctail, and we'll catch you in another few weeks. Adiosito, jóvenes. Ahí nos Hasta vemos. pronto. This has been Agave Road Trip, the podcast that helps gringo bartenders learn about agave spirits. Your hosts are Lubank and Chava Periban. Sound engineering by Roy Sierra. Theme song performed by Gabriel Oliveira and Mark Rico. Sign up to become a road tripper and listen to more episodes at gaverroadtrip.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please let us know. And if you hated it, recommend it to your enemies. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Lou is in charge of our social media. So if he happens to sound like an old man, forgive him. He is one. 
Agave Road Trip is a production of 10 Angry Pitbulls, Inc. Agave Road Trip is powered by Simplecast. Thank you for listening to Heritage Radio Network. Heritage Radio Network is food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. To subscribe to the Heritage Radio Network newsletter, enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with Heritage Radio Network on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find Heritage Radio Network at facebook.com slash heritageradionetwork. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. Heritage Radio Network couldn't do that without support from listeners like you. Become a part of the food world's most innovative community today. Subscribe to the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join the Heritage Radio Network family by becoming a member. To become a member of the Heritage Radio Network, click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Heritage Radio Network can become addictive. Programming you here on Heritage Radio Network can drive you to eat, drink, and listen to more programming on Heritage Radio Network. If it drives you to drink, please do not drink and drive. Drink responsibly, eat responsibly too, and listen to Heritage Radio Network responsibly. To listen to Heritage Radio Network responsibly, wear protective earbuds. While wearing protective earbuds, do not drive or walk. Sit in a comfortable chair. If that comfortable chair has a hard seat, please remember to get up and stretch every 30 minutes. If you get up and stretch every 30 minutes, do not stretch beyond your abilities. Stay within your defined stretching capacity and consult a doctor who specializes in stretching. If you do not have a doctor, listen to all the shows on the Heritage Radio Network. There has to be at least one doctor among the Heritage Radio Network podcast hosts. Thanks for listening. Agave Road Trip out.